the sound from heaven was like that of thunder, but it was a clear night. They stood frozen where they walked beneath the dense tropical canopy at the rumbling growl from the sky. The oppressive heat was a physical presence they ignored. Water dripped from the leaves of the dense foliage all around them. This was their land, a land they knew intimately. They fished. They foraged for herbs and tubers. They built huts made of bamboo and grasses. They lived. They ate. They had children. But this, this was not from their land. It was not even from their earth. They became statues, wide-eyed and trembling in the moonless dark, transfixed by what they heard, afraid of what they would see. Their chief was summoned, but there was no need. He already had been alerted by the sound, the insistent thrum that descended upon them from the sky. Then the heavens opened, and the night was full of light and fire. Above the tree line, above the roof of palms and ferns, they could see the sun shining impossibly at that darkest hour. The jungle around them shivered, the ground vibrating with the steps of some unseen being. Most fled to the doubtful security of straw walls and old habits, but the distance they covered in an hour was only a second's work to the secret machines of the gods in the sky. The ones that remained heard inhuman voices booming from above their heads. Lights played all around them, penetrating the branches of trees, the puddles of rank water at their feet, frightening the snakes, the rodents, the birds into taking flight. What power on earth or in the sky could turn night into day? They crawled on their bellies, seeking the camouflage of weeds and grasses, and crept along the jungle floor towards the unholy din, the clamoring of demons, the ceaseless clattering like the shaking of dried peas in a gourd, only so much louder, so many more gourds, so many countless numbers of peas. But these few had to know. They had to see the source of this light and this terrible sound. They were the elders of the people. They were the only ones who could understand the meaning of the sounds, of the lights, of the horror. A kilometer further down a hill, a mound sacred to their fathers, for reasons no one remembered, they came upon a clearing, and their hearts leapt into their throats. What they saw was impossible. What they saw no man had ever seen. What they saw had no words in the language of the people to describe. Beings, clothed in light, descended from the skies. There were spheres turning in all directions. There were faces, like the faces of the people, shining from every direction. There was a canoe, a kind of canoe, a vessel, like a gourd, rising up from the ground, and was the source of the insistent throbbing noise that had aroused them from their slumber hours ago. The elders kept watch. In their minds, 
they tried on different words, like hats, for their images to describe what they saw, so they could tell the people when they returned. They were witnessing the arrival of beings with tremendous powers, beings who controlled light and sound and could fly through the air. They heard the voices of these beings, huge voices, voices that could carry through the air like the drums of the people, but they understood not a word. They saw symbols, and they had no word for symbols. They were pictures, but they were not images of anything they had ever seen. The elders knew, without expressing it in words, that what they were experiencing was a moment of initiation. It was a spiritual event, a crossing over into another existence. The Lights